Welcome to the Music of America podcast, where every week we visit a different state in America and meet a different guest in the music industry. Every day, Monday through Friday, we begin in Alabama and we end in Wyoming. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. Let's talk music here on the Music of America. The Music of America podcast continues this week. We're in Maine. We begin in Lebanon, Maine, and we're going to visit with Ashlyn Bard. First, bass players, The Bag, is a high-quality leather gig bag family of products that are handmade in the United States with the finest craftsmanship, beautiful, sophisticated, and very cool overall appearance. They're made of some of the finest quality leather and cushion available and meant to last a lifetime, literally. They have over 30 years in the leather industry. You're extremely proud to introduce a whole line of gig bags targeted to the skilled professional as well as the fun-seeking novice. Yo, me. Our hope, or their hope, is that you will love their bags as much as they do. The Bag, from Tony Vaughn Base Bags, www.tonyvaughn.com. Ashlyn Bard, or Band, or Rand, or whatever, I, I just can't get your name right, no matter how I try, try and type it out. Ashlyn, where you uh, where are you from? You're from Maine. Yep. And you're uh, how how far? We were talking about this. You're like 20 minutes from Portsmouth. Downtown. Yeah, yeah, pretty much 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh huh. And it's Bard, like Shakespeare, the Bard. Yeah, yeah. I kind of took it from like medieval times, like you know, storytellers with music. You know, that's exactly what I want to be. So uh-huh. that's kind of where I got it from. Yeah. Do you prefer the singer songwriter? adage are you more of a poet more of a laureate how would you define your your craft i would definitely define it as singer songwriter um a little bit of indie pop in there i think it's mostly yes i write for the lyrics but i also like to have the simple guitar in there and occasionally some other instruments but i definitely have the singer songwriter vibe and and now this is an audio only you look so young (laughs) i am i am i'm 18 years old yeah so yeah. are you still in high school? Are you fresh out or what? I just graduated. Um, uh-huh. And right now I'm in, a, I'm in a gap year. So I'm just, I'm just gigging. That's all you're doing is gigging. That's nice. Yeah. That's really nice. Actually. And where are you playing? Do you, do you get all over the state or do you stay down South or do you go in the tri-state area or what? Um, I typically stay Southern Maine and, and a little bit New Hampshire. Typically mm-hmm. um, I have wandered up a little bit more to uh, Cumberland County. I've played at, um, Cumberland Deering Fair. Okay. Deerfield Fair. Deerfield Fair. And I've played at Freiburg Fair. And I have played kind of like in the Congdens area, Agunquit. I've played Congdens Food Trucks. I'm mostly known for that. I've played. That's probably the most consistent gig I've had. Yeah. 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 It's really fun. Yeah. Especially, man, at at 18 to be able to gig and just not have to worry about school, not have to worry about college, not have to worry about working this summer to get tuition so I can go to school or whatever, you know, you just take the year off and just, just enjoy what you're doing. That's amazing. Yeah. So, so nice. How'd you get started? What, what, what got you, were you a singer first? Were you playing guitar first? Were you playing saxophone or what? Well, at first I was nine years old and I was playing drums and I got taught by a family friend of how uh. to play drums, simple percussion. And then I kind of, in middle school, I dabbled in band. I did percussion, stuff like that. And then when I got to eighth grade, uh, I have a sister who uh, enjoys singing. And uh. I wanted to accompany her on guitar one year. So I learned guitar then. Um, mm. And then I was like, hey, I kind of like this. This is kind of fun. And um, I dove into that a little deeper, self-taught. So, everything. Hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. So you just grabbed a guitar and learned how to play like that. To accompany your sister yeah yeah i i just learned the song <laughs> that's cool that's so yeah cool. i guess it's kind of the benefit you get when you're younger you can yeah. just like grab whatever you want and just start doing it i mean I, it, there's probably like some sort of like natural instinct and rhythm that i uh-huh. probably gained with drums of course so it's not just like oh yeah i can do this now it, it, it definitely was some sort of like implemented like rhythm thing but um i did that guitar and then I, I would always sing like casually. Like I wouldn't like ever, like my sister did theater. I didn't, I just did bands. I would do instruments. That was it. Um, I think I only ever got into singing like really 
during COVID. Um, when COVID hit, I started to get a little bored, you know, like everyone did. And I decided to start songwriting and songwriting helped me kind of mentally channel my thoughts and feelings. So mm-hmm. that's kind of where that came from. But I always liked to sing. I just, I just didn't perform. And, you know, I was like, you know, I'm just going to songwrite right now. And so I would songwrite and then I got into music production with GarageBand, like everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, every, everyone starts that way. And um, I got, I had been doing that for like half a year and I was like, wow, I'm doing a lot of stuff on this. And then I would just mess around with it and I got better. And then I got Logic. And that's where I made my very first song that I released. So, so logic as in the software, not logic as in I figured things out. <laughs> no, I mean, I guess a little bit of both, but yes, yeah, Logic yeah. X Pro, I got that. Gotcha. Yeah. Is is your family musical? Do you have any I mean, musical DNA if you trace it back to a generation grandparents or anything like that? Uh, well, my mom and my dad are not musical, uh, no. but if you go on my mom's side. Uh, my uncle is a guitar player. He's a really good guitar player, actually. Oh. Um, he gave us a classical guitar that was right-handed. Oh, um, wow. And I'm a left. Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a left-handed um, player, so I restrung it and I learned how to play on that. But he was pretty. He's a really good um, guitar player. Singing, I'm not sure. <laughs> I've heard him. <laughs> so I, I'm one of my best friends is a, a lefty. And he buys all left-handed guitars, but when he, you can hand him a guitar and he'll just flip it and play it upside down. He'll play his D's up here instead of down here, you know? Oh, I've done those before. <laughs> and, uh, and then Doyle Bramble is one of my favorite guitarists, uh, favorite Southpaw. And that's how he plays all the time. He's a yeah. big bluesy, rocky guy. Uh, but then there are the others that will take the guitar and just restring it. And that's what you do. You restring it so you can learn the proper finger is it easier or is it easier to learn it upside down it's definitely easier to restring it because you don't have to worry about um repositioning your chords but if i'm in a tight spot and all i have is a right hand guitar Mm -hmm. i i I won't restring it i'll just play it yeah yeah so when did you because it's a confidence thing you know right Yeah, absolutely it's a confidence thing so you were always confident you're writing when did you get the confidence to say this, this is pretty good. I, I want to bring this out to the world. How does that happen at 16, 17, 18 years old? Well, uh, starting at 16, I was like, man, I've been, because I was making a lot of stuff and it was a lot of trial and error. There were plenty of songs that I made that didn't actually make it out there. I just decided that, you know, I was ready to take it to the next level. And I felt that with the, that first song that I had, and by the way, that song is called Funny, Caring, and Weird. That was my very first song that I yeah. released. Yeah, it's interesting title, but it had it had good intentions. Um, <laughs> yeah, it did. It did. That's fun. Yeah. And you, and you know, it, it was a success, I think, in the way that I envisioned my brand to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just very honest. So do you have uh, music that you revisit or when you're done, that's it? And this is the product. I don't like it, so I'm going to do something else. Because some of them, some of the songwriters I deal with will say, uh, this is it. Let's tweak it in another week. And I had talked to a guy that worked on a song for 12 years. I have another guest that uh, she worked on a song. When she does songwriting, she sits down and says, 30 minutes. If I don't have it by 30 minutes, it's done. It's gone. What is something else? So um, what's your process? Is it anything like that? Like, do you revisit what, old songs? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I uh, actually took part of one verse that I had for a song, and I put it into one of the songs that I actually wanted to release. So I kind of, like, merged it together. Um, first verse of Lighthouse, that is definitely not from the same song. <laughs> <laughs> but I just decided I wanted it in there. So um, well, sometimes, like, a, a phrase comes to you, right? Yeah, a phrase comes in, and you want to say it, but it didn't work here. But like, I'll work it into the song because I really want to get that message out, right? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to get those words out there. Yeah. Um, but as far as process, I do think that lyric-wise, I can get a song lyriced in like thirty minutes if I feel a certain way, mm-hmm. and I'm I have this vision in my mind. I just write it all down, and then once I get that, 
Um, the part where you get to producing, that's the more picky part. I tend to be a perfectionist in that uh-huh. sense. Um, I think a lot of us do. We want our product to be clean and perfect and amazing. But as a self-taught music producer, it's kind of hard to do that. And especially yeah. the the spot that I'm sitting right now is exactly where I do this. So oh, okay. <laughs> and, and and I don't even have the right computer right now. I use an old Mac. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like it's like a 20, 2013, you know. Any uh ever dabble into going into a production studio, an actual like recording studio and say, hey, here's my stuff. Do something with this. Have you thought yeah. I've had someone reach out to me and I've thought I've definitely thought about it. Um I definitely want to at some point. Um but I just haven't gotten around to it. But I do think that um, when I go to college, I'm going mm-hmm. to be studying like audio engineering. So yeah. I think that that will help me kind of make my music better. Where do you think sense. you'll go? I'm going to Hassan University, Bangor. It's in Bangor. Okay. So close to home. Yeah. I mean, just casual three hours, you yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm skipping a three hour drive. Well, from here, it's five because I'm in Burlington. Yeah. So, you know, so it's a five hour drive still uh i'll do it you know i'll do it just to go to bar harbor although bar harbor no, no offense but bar harbor i'm wearing my bar harbor shirt and uh not my favorite place not well, my favorite not... place no i really dig yeah. uh the strip area you and i were talking about earlier that that from wells down to kittery kind of and yeah. just fell in love with york again yeah, that's where it's at that's yeah. where it's at york is just i tell people that and they're like really I'm like, yeah we <laughs> Here's, here's how how tough it was. Got up, walked all the way across the parking lot and across two lanes of traffic to get to the beach. Yeah, they have everything. There. <laughs> it's right there. <laughs> it's right there. It's so cool. Dad, you appreciate Maine then, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you travel elsewhere? Are there other places you've gone to that you really like? Other places you want to see yet? Uh, well, it's good that you brought up Bar Harbor. I've never been there. but um, Really? I don't. I don't. I don't know if I want to go because <laughs> you see, I mean, honestly, I feel like I got it all right here. I mean, I'm not yeah. blaming you. I'm just saying maybe I got it all right here. And, you know, I no, I'm not, I'm not. No, I'm saying no, don't go. Don't go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I won't. I won't now. I'm not going to go now. I've been there. You know what? I've been there several times. And every time we go, there's just something comes up and it's just like, why am I? here? Yeah. You know? Yeah, honestly. And yet, and yet everybody that I see is just digging it. They yeah. just love it there. We, I, I haven't hit the music scene up there, and that's a big problem with me. Because if I go someplace and check out their music, I'm in love with the place. <laughs> you know, I guess. Yeah. So let's talk about songs. First one we're going to talk about here you wrote is called Flower Girl. Mm-hmm. Tell us the uh, the genesis of that, where that came from, and what it grew into. Okay. So um, essentially, I wrote Flower Girl about my mom. So my oh, mom. How sweet. Yeah, I know. I know. I I wanted to do something special for her. Um, So this was my most recent release. I wrote it for her because in her childhood, um, she had to go through high school by herself um, because her parents were divorced at the time and they just left her in that house. So, yeah, I know. (laughs) So I figured that I could do a little tribute to her um, and write a song about it and but it's not like a downer song. It's not a downer song. It's mostly like an uplifting, like, you know, you got this song. Yeah, and yeah. the flower girl uh, aspect of it comes from um, her wedding mm-hmm. um, versus when she was a kid. Um, I think at the beginning it says, you're sunny like the springtime. Um, and then used to walk down the aisle with a sincere smiles as you throw your petals to the ground. And that's kind of like her innocence and like her childhood joy because she did have a wonderful childhood and she was having a lot of fun back then. But um, and then I also connect that to her wedding day when she gets married to my dad. And then I also connect that to me, like how I'm not born yet, but I'm there for her in spirit, kind of. Um, And it's kind of a far reach a little bit um, because... I just feel like, you know, it's kind of kind of weird how I can be like, oh, I'm just imaginary, like I'm just there, you know. But um I just I just find it 
to me as like a coping and to her she really feels like it's a coping because um whenever she <laughs> whenever she watches me perform it she's like man i cry at that part every time so, <laughs> like yep i <laughs> i mean she already she already cries a lot but don't tell her <laughs> <I said that. laughs> yeah yeah this will just be between you and us okay <laughs> oh absolutely absolutely <laughs> there's a there's a saying that we are all spiritual beings and just take up this physical space so there's a lot actually to that what you were saying that you were already there even though you weren't manifested in flesh and bone yeah i mean i think that's a really cool idea that yeah. like i could have been there and i feel like in a way that i was sounds like you were and we're yeah. going to hear all about it in the song called flower girl with our guest today ashlyn bard from lebanon maine From Lebanon, Maine, Ashlyn Bard, and the Music of America podcast continues. Octave mandolins, Joe Mendel's signature piece of art, gives you that sweet tone somewhere between a mandolin and a guitar. It has that mandolin punch. 
while also delivering the sustain and the range of a guitar. And he builds them to your specifications. So you might prefer like the Adirondack top to the Sitka. You might like black walnut, mahogany, rosewood, maple, whatever. You select the wood, you select the style, and Joe will make it for you. Your very own octave mandolin. All impart flavor of their own to the tone. I call them Mendel's Mandos. He calls them the octave mandolin. Available at Joe Mendel's Frets. JoeMendelsFrets.com. Our guest, Ashlyn Bard. I don't know if I mentioned this in the first section. I know we talked about this in the uh, pre-interview dialogue we have. I'm 67 years old. I've never met an Ashlyn in my life. I have a daughter. I have a daughter, Ashley, close, but I've never met an Ashlyn. I may have read the name or seen the name, but I've never personally met an Ashlyn. So. Is Ashlyn a family name or is Ashlyn just a cool name that mom said, I'm going to name my baby Ashlyn? <laughs> well, um, actually, it's a it's more of a stage name. Uh, oh, okay. I back um, back home. They just call me Ash, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> so I, I just thought I'd add it on. Um, I just thought it was cool. And, you know, I think I remember looking up the name and the meaning of it. And um, I think it was like some sort of like tree like a a gift a gift of nature or something Uh like that i i so i just kind of resonated with it and i thought it was cool and you know more syllables more awesomeness you know (laughs) 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 that's why you're you're just one more syllable greater than you used to be oh yeah right yeah yeah (laughs) funny um so your sister does she still does she perform with you when you out when you go out gigging playing or does she ever show up and say hey, let me do a song with you oh uh, yeah yes uh sometimes she is she is there um very rarely nowadays because she yeah. is in a show and she has a lot of rehearsals okay um she is my twin sister so she's also okay. graduated and um she is also in a gap year so she so she performed in the south southern main area too or is she going on to new york or is she in california what's she doing she's in uh she's right here um she's in my obviously in the area um uh-huh. but she performs at portsmouth she does go to portsmouth okay yeah does she do like community theater stuff or uh she's in a show at players ring which okay. is basically this small venue it's a very small venue um but it's really nice it's really intimate um she's the lead of in oh. one of the plays, and she does that professionally Cool. so she's doing a good job and yes she does perform with me from time to time um we have this one song it's a cover. It's called Bright by Eco Smith. And we do that mostly together. Um, uh-huh. And then every time we get done with a, with a song or I get done with a gig, however many um, songs she does, I give her tips for it. Oh. <laughs> she's always jealous of like how I always have performances all the time. She's like, oh man, yeah. how do you do that? How do you get, how do you, how do you get all those tips? I don't understand. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, you you work at crumble like what do you want me to do like it's a cookie factory they don't just you know funny what are your gigs like do you do do the the little mom and pop cookie shop and do the big venues or do you just stay with the smaller venues or do you just only do big shows uh i i definitely started in small venues and i still am in small venues yeah um i do obviously food trucks i do a lot of art fairs like craft art fairs Uh um fall festivals a lot of local stuff so it's a lot of outside people walk by me have other stuff to do sometimes they watch me you know but recently i went to a chapel and i it was like a historic chapel and Uh it was really cool because People would walk in and then they'd sit down and I was the only thing they could wow. look at. I was the only entertainment there and it was crazy. Yeah, I, I'm trying to get a lot of individual venues right now because um, I haven't really had a lot of experience with like individual just me shows. You know? uh-huh. So you've done band work, I mean? Uh, pff, no, I haven't done band work. Oh, I just okay. mean like in the sense that like people can shop people can eat people can do this. Like, I they just you. it's I'm just like part of the crowd, you know, right. You're just also there as opposed to people are there just for you yes yeah okay well you know get a couple more years on your kid you can start hitting the bass at it <laughs> i sure hope so <laughs> what's that work like uh because i know that uh musicians have 
started like I was I've been listening to the I do a lot of audiobooks. I've been listening to David Grohl's Dave Grohl from Foo Fighters, been listening to his audiobook. And he started performing when he was like 17 years old. And he was a drummer, so they could only let him come into the bar to play. And then he had to leave, you know. And I, I don't know, it seems like when I was in music, I was in a band in Missouri, it just seemed like it was a lot more lax there now than it is. And I'm wondering if it's even more lax now for you to be able to go up and say, hey, I want to play at uh, uh, Mike's Crab Shack or whatever, you know, up in uh, up in Wells. Yep. I, I say that because I really like Mike's Crab Shack. It's a really good restaurant. It is pretty cool. <laughs> and they start doing live music. I didn't know that. But uh, last, we were, their first visit this summer, they had a tent outside and they had live music there. It was really cool. Oh, man, I did see that when I was on my way to Congdon's one night. Yeah. Yeah. So would they let you play at a place like that, say? Or are um, there restrictions? Are there bars that will let you play? If you bring in a crowd, They, I, I would think they don't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was this one tiny tiny bar in um it was in summersworth and they let me in um it was it was literally the size of my room like literally it was it was very crowded and i played in the corner next to a window but i i i had a good time i mean it was very loud obviously um but i did that um but I have been rejected before because I wasn't uh, because of my age. Yeah. Um, yeah. But family family friendly bars I played at. I played at a brewery in Berwick. So oh, that's I mean, cool. Brewery, yeah. great, great venues. You yeah, know, great I, venues for exposure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I've also played at um, North in Northwood, um, New Hampshire, and uh, there was a brewery there too, and I played there. Any uh, any plans to play with a band someday? Get a bass player and a lead guitarist and a drummer. I think it would be cool to have like a full band on some of my songs, but I, yeah. I just don't, I just haven't gotten there yet, you know? Right. Um, I, I definitely have experience playing in some bands and by bands, I mean like a jazz band at school. <laughs> like, right, right. Like I, I, pl- I play bass and I play drums. And so you, play I, every, you play everything on uh, GarageBand. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do play everything on GarageBand. So, you know, I'd love to get like a band together and kind of have that connection. Like I've been wanting to connect with other like musicians and like do a bunch of like band work and maybe a collab song. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's that's the hope. My living room here, I've got about five acoustic guitars set up in there and that's what I do. Mm-hmm. But my band is in St. Louis. And when I go there, then we get together and I'll take one of my songs or a song I've been working on or whatever. And the dynamics that a full band behind you, what that gives you is just incredible. Just so it's amazing. It's so much fun. It's so much different. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get going on that. (laughs) Yeah. I I hope. Yeah. (laughs) Next song we're going to talk about is not home. What's it about? Well, uh, Not Home is about, actually, it starts in a vacation to Acadia Park. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah. I oh, you know, up went by there. Bar Harbor, you mean? Oh, yeah. Up by Bar Harbor. I didn't actually go there, but I went to Acadia <laughs> National Park. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, I went there with my family and we got a, um, we, we stayed there for like a week. Mm-hmm. And um, I had been going through like a lot of like mental health problems when I, before I left and like at my house and stuff like that. And then when we got there, it felt kind of like a little break and I feel like it's something that I really needed. So not home is basically about being with people that you love and feeling safe, even though you're not where you usually are. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's, you can hear that like in the mountains, like I literally mentioned the mountains um, and it's beautiful there. We took a lot of nature walks, um, saw some historical bridges. Um, I took, we took our dog. He was very excited about that. Yeah. Um, Did you camp, stay in a a cabin or? It was a cab. Yeah, Yeah, it was a cabin. It was pretty nice. Um, They had a little music room there too. So that's where I wrote it. That's so cool. I sat on the ground with um, my personal guitar. and I had my little songbook and I just kind of like looked around and I started playing and started writing. You know, I hate people like you, you know, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. (laughs) Well, not really hate such a strong word. I'm envious of people like you. One of my guests uh, last week, the week before I was saying something about how do 
songwriters come up with what they write about. And that was almost the first words of the next song that we played. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Funny. Funny. Well, this song is called Not Home. Our guest today, Ashlyn Bard from Lebanon, Maine on the Music of America podcast. I've been broken by a pattern So tired of sitting in a loop I followed this route so many times That the road is just now into the dirt How to get away from the same old boring thing to get away from this dead end Trees caress the rolling river An unfamiliar place but yet it's sweet I wish to spend these peaceful days together It's not home, but that's okay with me It's not home But that's okay with me Surprise as it welcomes all who like to say hello Today is the perfect day to watch the sun rise And the mountains as they glow How to keep these memories from washing away Stay a while more, I'm whole again Trees caress the rolling river An unfamiliar place, but yet it's sweet I wish to spend these peaceful days together It's not home, but that's okay with me It's not home But that's okay with me. From Lebanon, Maine, Ashlyn Bard here on the Music of America podcast. I'm your host, Tom Pollard. You meet, you fall in love, you commit to each other. That's the easy part. But somehow, after two years or so, things begin to be challenging. Emotions and flair have waned. You disagree more. Feeling disillusioned at times. This period of disappointment can last a long time, even years. That's usually when couples seek out therapists to help learn better communication skills. Two years after forever, a relationship workbook is dedicated to help couples find that effective communication. This guidebook, sort of a how-to book, teaches you some skills to learn about communication deficiencies that likely exist, but better, it offers exercises to improve those skills and be better communicators, better partners. Two years after forever, it's not a self-help book. It's a workbook. You have to do the work. And if you do these exercises together, apply the lessons learned, you will absolutely see a difference in your relationships, particularly lasting into the future, like, well, forever. Two years after forever, author Mike Pollard, 30-year therapist, twoyearsafterforever.com, and available at Amazon today and forever. You're a writer, Ashlyn. Do you yep. write short stories too, or just poetry and prose and songs, or have you decided that's what you want to do, or do you want to get into something big? Do you want to do books? Do you want to do novels? Well, personally, as a as a previous schoolgoer, I'll say I'll say this: <laughs> schoolgoer. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do I do think that I definitely was strongest in English, but I don't know about like long writing maybe short writing um but i've just been better at poetry this whole time i yeah i feel like where i can just because i feel like poetry is in that way where you can use metaphors and you can just like 
get away with it. Like you don't have to explain it too much. Right. But I mean, right. obviously I do explain most of pretty much everything of what I write. But um I feel like short stories and long stories I have to like form sentences and like that I don't know. I don't know. I can do that. I can do that if I have to, but I mainly do poetry and I turn that into songwriting. So it's yeah. just poetry, songwriting, repeat. So right. I think this is really what I'm meant to do. <laughs> poetry, songwriting, repeat, poetry, songwriting, repeat. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> who did you uh who did you read when you were growing up? Who inspired you as a poet? Um, well, I I mostly just <laughs> found the poetry and songs, I guess. I'm, okay. So obviously I didn't I didn't read any, I didn't read a lot of poetry, but I did read I did listen to a lot of songs. Um uh songwriters that motivate me are Adam Melkoller, uh Schneed O'Connor, uh, uh, Adrena Lenker, and okay. Lizzie McAlpine, and Dodie. I, I think those people were probably like songwriter inspiration. And then probably on the production side of things, maybe like Phineas. Um, okay. But um, I feel like their words kind of, they make their ver- words sound pretty, you know? Yeah, I, I think yeah. that's what I appreciate. And I think you can make something ugly like mental health well not ugly but something that's perceived as bad like mental health like trauma you can make that something beautiful and i think that my songs and my writing i want to make mental health and a lot of struggle and a lot of pain sound appealing to other people so they can understand themselves better if that makes sense boy yeah just when you were saying that when i was probably uh, three years younger than you are now. Okay. Alice Cooper came out with a, uh, an album and on there, there was a song called the ballad of Dwight Fry. If you haven't heard that, I'm going to suggest you check it out. It's oh, the yeah. story of a guy in a mental institution and the music is really cool, but Alice really takes a dramatic turn with this. And he, he just does a phenomenal job with that. That, that really hooked me on Alice Cooper back in the day. And uh, yeah. now people think of him as kind of just you know, an odd, he was an oddity and an anomaly in music, but really listen to the words of the songs he wrote in his earlier days and the music he wrote. It's really good. And it really ties in with what you were just saying. Uh, the Ballad of Dwight Fry. It's called Ballad of Dwight Fry. All right. I, I got to write that down. <laughs> so if, uh, if I'm driving down the road and I hear Ashlyn Bard on the radio, what format is that radio station playing where I will hear your music and who will I think I'm listening to if it's not you? Man, that's a good question. Um, well, it's not rap. It's not, it's not, it's not rap. It's not hip hop. It's probably some sort of like, like word spoken singer songwriter, maybe like indie pop, something like that. Yeah. Um, I definitely think that people often connect me to, people like Adrena Lanker or Lisa McAlpine. My mom has been like, oh, listen to this Lisa McAlpine song. You literally sound you literally sound the same in this specific part. And it's literally like a two second clip where it just uh-huh. sounds exactly like me. And it's like, okay, okay, whatever. Whatever you say, mom. <laughs> woman that uh that that's from Kentucky. When you're talking to her, she sounds just like Dolly Parton. Just sounds just like uh- <laughs> <laughs> and when she's singing, she sounds more like Joy Williams of the Civil Wars. But then in another song, she sounds like Dolly. And then another song, she didn't sound she sounds more like like Sinead O'Connor, you know? Yeah. So she's had such a versatility with her voice, you know. And uh your words, your lyrics are more of your strength, would you say? Would you say you're a better songwriter than singer? Or would you say you're about the same on both? Because that you have a pleasant voice. Thank you. Um, I definitely think that I've had more time with songwriting. So I think yeah. I'm gonna say that my songwriting is better than better developed than my yeah. voice. Yeah. Um yeah, just because I haven't been singing like as long as I've been writing. So that's that's the word I was culture to developed is the word I was actually looking for. So thank you on that. Yeah, because they're both good. You know, don't yes, get me wrong, yeah. they're both good. <laughs> uh, but you've done more of the other. Yes, longer, I have. So it's more developed, more cultivated, etc. Well, your last song is called and we were joking about this. It's called The Stars, or as yeah. we say in, in the Northeast, The Stars. The eh? Stars. The Stars. Yeah. yeah, you go pack your car with uh, Mac over there in Harvard Yard and yep. stay at The Stars, right? Yeah, Bob. Yep. <laughs> Bob. 
<laughs> I also heard this. I was this year, uh, this year years old. That uh, wicked is not used anymore down in oh, Boston. People don't say wicked anymore. Oh, I do. That's I'm, I'm offended by that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was told that by somebody from Massachusetts. Says uh, nobody says wicked down here anymore. Well, it sounds like they're kicked out of Massachusetts now. So, That's right. Then, well, so if you back. see one more person in New Hampshire, we'll know why. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. You're you're getting you're getting demoted. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about the stars. Okay, so the stars is the stars. Um, that was the third song that I wrote. That was my third single. Oh, um, really? yeah. Quite frankly, it is a lot of people's favorites. Um, it has a little bit of like a goofy aspect, as in like kind of like sarcasm. Um. But essentially, I came up with the stars when I came back from school and practice and rehearsal or something, because I spent a lot of time doing things when I was in school. I was in school from 7 a.m. to 8 o'clock at night. It was a lot. And that was that. That was me for like Monday to Saturday, where I also had rehearsals. Um, So it was a lot. I kind of like lived at the school. And I came home one night and I was very overwhelmed, very not feeling great. Um, and I just remember looking up and seeing, you know, the sky full of the stars. And I was like, wow, look at that. And so I kind of just thought of the stars as kind of like a way to remind myself that life is simple. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't always seem like it. And in my little high schooler mind, I was like, wow, everything, everything's going on. Everything's happening all at once. And it's really scary and it's, it's a lot to deal with. But like, if you look up, the stars are still going to be there. They're not going to disappear. They're not going to go away. So just finding what's consistent in your life. I think that was really important to me. And I wanted to display that message. That's so cool. It's so contrary to, uh, I was, when you were talking, I was singing the song from Carousel. Uh, if I loved you, and he says, "There's a hell of a lot of stars in the sky, and the sky is so big, the sea looks small." <laughs> and uh, and here we are, t- two little people, you and I, we don't even count at all, you know, because of magnitude of the universe, and we're little human beings. <laughs> yeah, like like, you why know, do I care this much? It's, like... <laughs> it's it's easy to feel inconsequential, but the other side of that is that's the constant that mm-hmm. keeps us grounded. Yeah, you know that's. You're a genius. What can I say? You're a genius. <laughs> I don't know. It seemed pretty simple to me at the time being, but um, a lot of geniuses in simplicity. <laughs> yeah, that's what I like about songwriting. You can just be so simple, and it can go such a long way. Um, yeah. but I uh, remember performing that song for one of the talent shows at my high school, and that was that was kind of like a moment where I realized my songwriting was actually like not bad. Uh-huh. Um, because I saw a live reaction of what they were seeing and yeah. sub like just by chance, um, that was the day that, um, my current girlfriend, um, fell in love with me. So oh, wow, that was really nice to see. I didn't know it at the time, but she told me the whole story. She told me, told me the whole story of how she was in the crowd with her friends and she was like, wow, look at him. And I, I uh-huh. didn't know it. I didn't know at the time, but, um, it was reality and then yeah but we didn't talk until like months after that so i i was really confused by that but anyways the song are you still together yeah yeah we've okay. been together for a year and almost a half wow yeah she's like the stars she is and i kind of like you can hear in the song that it's a little romanticized but i uh-huh. wasn't actually romanticizing anyone yeah. it was just an idea um but she took that personally and i was like oh i didn't actually mean to do that no, so just it's, say, it's, you say yes you're right go with it yeah yeah that, i totally meant to do that i totally it's all yeah. about you yeah ashlyn bard our guest in his last song the stars i haven't seen the stars in a long time go ahead and ask me why Here's why I haven't seen the stars in a long time I wasn't looking at the sky I was looking for a way out I kicked the dirt right into my eyes 
was searching for a G-code A shortcut to value A path to fit into this world And a way that wouldn't hurt But I don't want to hurt anymore Make things harder than they have to be You and I We'll go outside and we'll look up at the sky And be like, yup, those are stars But it'll be nice Cause my head will no longer be in the ground Looking down I'll look at you And the stars How a moment can be captured in time Not the number kind or the one you count But the memories that you keep close by Haven't had one of those in a while I've been living in a blur Can't appreciate the rain Always living in the thunder Let's go get some air And take in the night sky while it's young I'm not one to stay up late But if I had a reason, this would be the one I haven't seen the stars in a long time Go ahead and ask me why Here's why I haven't seen the stars in a long time I wasn't looking at the sky Ashlyn Bard from Lebanon, Maine on the Music of America podcast. Ashlyn, this is the segment of the show we call Shameless Self-Promotion. So, plug away. All right, here we go. So, you can find me at ashlynbar.com. That's A-S-H-L-Y-N-B-A-R-D.com. Uh, next up for gigs, uh, I'm playing at the CSC Showcase on November 8th. Um, that will be at the 3S Art Space in Portsmouth. I'll be playing from 8 to 8.30. I am the alumni. Um, but CAC, great, um, great organization. You should check it out. Um, they help young artists and musicians get what they need for supplies. So you can go donate to them too, if you would like. Um, also, as far as music, um, you can visit me on all music streaming services. Uh, just look up my name, Ashlyn Bard. Once again, A-S-H-L-O-N-B-A-R-D. And then there's that website thing. Yeah, there's that website thing too that I that I, I will say once again ashlynbard.com i also have merch a-s-h-l-a-n-b-a-r-d.com what about so you're on facebook twitter uh insta mm -hmm. everything just yep, I'm, on, I'm on instagram facebook tiktok i don't post that much but it's all right uh youtube i do have youtube all those links will be on my website so if you go on my website it basically brings you to everything you need once again ashlynbard.com <laughs> you're a great interview by the way uh, thanks i've never done it before <laughs> i was gonna say well you, you're like this like a seasoned veteran and I, I was telling you about some of the issues i've had with people in the past and uh yeah. uh I, I would love to use this as a template to say this is how an interview goes guys okay you'll listen to ashen and you'll know how to do an interview it just everything flowed and it was wonderful so i appreciate your time i appreciate you coming on board and uh good luck good fortune okay thank you so much yeah ashlyn bard our guest today in the music of america podcast up next we're traveling to Wyndham, Maine, and we're going to meet Enigma Theory.
You've been listening to the Music of America podcast. If you like today's show, please go to the website at www.musicofamericapod.com or our Music of America podcast Facebook page. Like us and follow the show and episodes. We tally the votes of all our shows, and the most listened to shows will be rebroadcast on our best of shows at the end of the season. I look forward to having you with us again and listening to the Music of America.